there are people talking. Oh, oh, we're live. Ah, all right. So, any case, uh, surprise. We have a, another episode of Nikdo 2123 for you this evening. It is called The Hospital, and it actually involves our hunters leaving Burgers and Brew in Davis and heading up to Sutter Hospital where um, the campus police officer who had been helping them out has wound up because, well, they went to dinner and she went to investigate um, trouble by the monkey cages in the primate center and, um, well, has wound up in the hospital. In any case, we also have a guest player for you tonight. Meg joins us for one time, um, one episode viewing, so um, listening. So it's good to good to have one of our stars from Return of Dragons back for a little bit. She plays a Dr. Seth Jones at the hospital, and the rest of the crew are there trying to figure out um, what has happened. And then there's a little interesting discovery at the end, which sends people um, somewhere else. And you'll just have to listen to um, figure out where that somewhere else is. All right. Awesome. Welcome back. This is House Rules um, Gaming. We are playing Nikto 21-23, although we are no longer in 21-23. We're in January of 21-24, um, somewhere up in Northwest Davis, California, um, actually at a hospital Um the police officer, Paulina Brooks, has become a victim of whatever mechanical monkeys, creatures are causing problems around um, this futuristic version of UC Davis. Um, I'm Carl, I'm gonna be the keeper and explaining things, um, hopefully helping our group of hunters begin to solve this mystery, which I think we've played for the last um, two sessions. And with that as a beginning, why don't we introduce the um, players and the hunters that they're playing. And um, we do have a returning star in terms of Meg coming back to us. Yay! Yay! Who is going to be creating, racing. yeah, who's never played Monster of the Week before and is going to be instantly creating or playing a pre-gen character and we'll figure out how um, we integrate said character into the adventure. I think it's going to start that they are a doctor or a nurse or a security guard up at um, Sutter Hospital where you all are talking to Officer Paulina Brooks and trying to figure out what has happened to her. Um, but let's do the rest of player introductions. And as we do it, um, two things I guess I'm thinking, um, and I'll ask you at the end to sort of, you do the recap because as Monster of the Week, you're piecing together, you know, clues, things that you've learned about what is going on. So I need to let the the players do that, but I would say if you could do 
a little bit of like a, a physical description of your character um, rather than just like what playbook they are. But I, I just feel like, I don't know, something to help us visualize who's there would be good. And then remember on your playbooks, there's like, we did the connections with like two or three other characters. If you could mention like one of those, I feel like, you know, we played through the whole first adventures in Oakland and got up here. And I feel like I've lost some of that little, you know, the monster of the week, the connections between characters. So you don't have to go back and do all two or three of them, but if you could just read one of those to put back into our heads, not only what your characters look like, but also how they're connected are the tensions with other hunters in the party. That would be awesome. And let's start with Clara. Hey. Hey, she takes a drink. <laughs> hmm. Right. I play Matriarch or Matt, the 8067 year old troll woman, uh, seven and a half feet tall, long white hair, big old cool horns, um, lots of tats and cybernetic implants. Uh, she is the expert handbook um, and also um, uh, Moonlights is a shadow runner. Or I guess that's her day job. This is Moonlighting because she makes money being a shadow runner. <laughs> um, and her, I think, biggest connections are with Bina. They're like motorcycle mechanic buddies um, and possibly something else. They're, I, I think they're buds, more or less. Mm -hmm. And you're a mentor for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and then Prima, obviously, uh, is mixed up with some of the corporations that Matt is avoiding slash working against slash just corporations in general. She's not like a huge fan of. So there's some like tension there. I guess in terms of like connections with other characters, those are like the two big ones that we're working with, with Matt. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Who are you bouncing it over to? Uh, let's go to Lily and Bina. I'm eating pie. Um, well, yeah, I had to pass on the... <laughs> who who right, just took no, a bite? You, you go. Yeah. Um, that's just the best way to do it, always. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I'm Lillian, and I play um, Bina, um, and she is like an early, mid-twenties-ish, um, like, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember if we said she, if she was tall or not, and she's like, at the slightly tall side of average um and has um she wears like a big leather like motorcycle jacket she has a motorcycle um and a like baseball bat strapped across her back um and has like I don't know, like brown hair cut in a bob. She's like pretty average looking. Um, and 
That's what she looks like. She has a cool motorcycle. I don't know anything about motorcycles, so mm-hmm. imagine a cool motorcycle. Um, but I think it's like mostly black, so it's kind of like subtle but cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and she is the paramantic and has a ghostly girlfriend named Panina, um, who is, is um like uh 1950s like um southern bell sort of character um or maybe not southern bell but sort of like debutante kind of vibes um and we were gonna say something about relationships to other characters and matt sort of talked about um and claire talked about matt and Bina have a bit of a connection um and mine on my sheet it says mentor from another life and I think we talked a little bit about like you know this like motorcycle sort of tech thing um and maybe like a little bit of like hacking knowledge um and then I also have down that Prima knows some of my dark secrets Mm -hmm. um yeah and i know addison is working out some some ghost information but may talk about that um did that that covered it all we were doing yeah that's absolutely perfect so we got yeah description and connections are tensions with other characters from your playbooks and then We've heard from Matriarch and Bina. So who do you want to pass it to? Uh, I'll pass on over to John to introduce Addison. Sweet. All right. I am John. I play Addison Stone, the Flake playbook. Um, And I think Addison is probably around like five, seven, five, eight. Uh, about 40 years old, looks kind of like Mitch Hedberg. Um, And as far as connections, I mean, he's, uh, I think we decided a cousin to Marvin. And uh, Bina and I were in the same support group, which I think was like a you know, kind of a have you have you had a weird paranormal experience support group if memory serves. And um, yeah, Addison uh, uh, is really curious about this um, worlds beyond this world thing. And since he's got his headphones on now, I'm going to pass it to Andrew. Oh, wait, what are Addison's pronouns? Uh, He, him. All right, over to Andrew and Marvin Harner, who is, we'll have to figure out how Marvin is getting to Davis or if he's arriving in Davis or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was still back in back in Oakland, although he did provide you with the connection to um, uh, UCD police chief uh, Clara um, Gumara um, before, which is sort of how you all wound up 
on this investigation, you were you were recommended to her and she called you in since there had been the, the murder of Christopher Charles Lamb, Charles Christopher Lamb, <laughs> Officer Lamb. Lamb. Um, yeah. Some name starting with CH. Andrew, you're up. Character intros, Hunter intros. I am Andrew. I play uh, Marvin Horner, the gumshoe. Uh, let's see. Marvin is uh, an ex-cop who um, is related to Addison, as we learned, and is uh, has a connection to Prima. So, so Marvin is an is an ex-cop because at some point he let Prima go. I think is that is that right? He caught Prima or something and let Prima go. <clears throat> And then uh, I th I'm also connected with, is it Matt through a bowling club? Yeah, bowling league. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ma uh, Matriarch and I uh, were were bowling club partners at one point, or, or at uh, least rivals. in the same bowling club. We were rivals in the same bowling league, I believe. Is that what it was? I can't. Before I, don't know I put time. a bowling ball through the. Uh, that's right. I do remember somewhere. That. That's right. Through the roof. <laughs> Probably. Uh, all right. Bowling ball through the roof, the San Francisco sewage disaster, the Martinez yes. um, liquor um, processing plant explosion. Uh, Matriarch's been involved in a lot. E <laughs> Matron of destruction. Try proving that in court. <laughs> uh and that's about that's about it for all right for who, you, you get to pick the next victim who who goes oh okay who has not gone all right go for it hannah um so i'm hannah and i play the distinguished robot girl cyborg uh prima 122 um, she is out of the monstrous playbook um, with the the feature of uh, dark master, which means that uh, she is uh, working for some evil overlord. And in this case, it is a corporation called Augur Specs. Um, Prima is like 16-ish human body years old um but she's got lots of mechanical features um she her biggest mechanical feature is or i guess her most recognizable one is her face is uh just like a silvery fluid mask i can i can uh i can show you guys but i can't show the list is it like the mask that you would wear around your eyes, like how the fluid moves around it? No, it's like the whole face. And, and, and actually, you can show the listeners because the it Prima's face is cover art for oh, that's right. 21, yeah, Prima's 23. Face is the cover art for our podcast. Um, but her eyes can change shape. Um, but usually she's wearing like, I don't know, just like a pretty like, I mean, she she's more or less like trying to blend in. So just like, you know, 
regular street clothes. Um, and yeah, let's see. Oh, connections. We gotta do the connections. So I think we've already gone over Matt's. Have we gone over Matt's connection with Prima? Uh, from my end, we have. Yeah, so there's some, some work that uh, Matt did in the past that influenced the program that Prima is a part of, which is not a very nice program to be a part of uh, yeah. as a as an individual corpo spy bot, you know. <laughs> everyone's favorite uh, Star Wars character. Yes, everyone's favorite. <laughs> um, and oh, and then, it's also it's also not just been the history. Remember in the the Oakland adventure, I mean, we had some actual enactment of it where uh, pieces of Prima's memory were wiped by by me. Wiped, altered, yeah. altered. altered. Yeah, just just altered. Just altered, just so that matriarch didn't appear in them. Yep. So yeah, um, and then no one needs to know that. Um, to Addison and Marvin, I know um, Addison saved Prima, not necessarily like purposefully as a favor, but just as an incidental stopping Marvin from harming Prima in an instance at some point in the past. Nice. Okay, so you got two more players to to introduce, and then we jump into. Sutter Hospital and Paula Brooks recovery room. All right, let's let's go with uh, with Evan and introducing uh, Jenna. Hi, I'm Evan. I play Jenna, the spooky character. And as far as established connections go, the only thing that I think we know of is that Jenna has been an intern at a lab that Prima was getting upgrades at. That's yeah. that's all that we know so far. Yep, 100%. You were over at the, um, in the Genome Center in the UC Davis campus, right by the football stadium, the Cyborg Limb Lab, where you were um, working as an intern and- In a black lab coat. Yeah, in, in Jenna's fancy black lab coat. And you had um, left the party after they were eating. They were running out to the primate center and um, Matriarch went over and met the philosophy professor and the head of the um, IRB ethics review committee, um, Professor Clayton Holt. And then they had all grouped up at um, Burgers and Brew where they learned that um, the police officer, Paulina Brooks, who had been with them that second day before Jenna was, um, after Jenna had been there, um, had been attacked and were running up there. And I think in terms of Jenna, it also leaves us a question like, how do we get her to Sutter Hospital? I'm certainly happy to have her show up there, but she had not been with the party like yeah. she had literally what had happened is everyone was out having coffee. Uh, Paulina Brooks had showed up and they were like, oh, we're going to go over to the primate center. Um, Matriarch was like, I'm going to go talk to Professor Holt. Actually, Clara, did Matriarch go to the primate center? or? or he just went to, to talk, talk to Holt instead of that. Yeah. 
And at that moment, Jenna had excused herself and sort of slid back to the lab. Although actually we could bring Jenna right back in because she could have come with um, with Prima to dinner at Burgers and Brew. And then I we could just have Jenna. I believe that's what we had, uh, had established at the end of last. Uh, excellent. Okay, so Jenna is in the hospital because you all have just been told um, uh-oh, Officer Brooks was hurt and it's about eight o'clock or so in the evening and you all booked it out from downtown Davis to sort of Northwest Davis in what is now, you know, a hundred years in the future is like a 10 story tall hospital building um, in sort of Northwest Davis. And there we do have a new character who we're going to integrate with a new player or a player from a, an old podcast. So Meg, you can introduce yourself and then we'll figure out how um, your hunter is is involved. And we'll explain the rules of the game as we go, because <laughs> well, I don't know. That's right. Yeah, well, you know. Okay. On the job training. Yeah, that's how we do it, UCD. Um, okay, so I am Dr. Seth Jones. I work, um, I was brought in to UC Davis for the one world initiative of vet med and the health center teaming up together. Um, I don't know. I'm like an average height. I don't know what an average height is. Um, <laughs> I'm like six one. Normal. No, not average. Okay. Oh. Andrew's shaking. That's tall. More <laughs> tall. It's fine. Um, doctor, uh, pretty nondescript, like your average, like brown hair, brown eyes, white dude who's a doctor in mid fifties. Uh, although I'm really gruff. I have like a very mean demeanor. Um, maybe some would say assertive. Uh, but I'm good at surgery. I'm good at doing the things with the doctors. In fact, I actually have a special scalpel that is going to be my big knife, but it's a scalpel knife. Uh, so I um, am also able to, I don't know how much of this playbook I'm supposed to like share, but I'm crooked. So that's a thing. There's a backstory there. Uh, which I guess I will unravel if time allows. Uh, yeah. But right now, I believe I'm, who's the person on the table that you guys are visiting? Oh, yeah. Paul, Paul, Officer Paulina Brooks. She wa was was hurt. And you can tell us a little bit about the, the damage that she got. And as you do that, just remember that it was probably um, some type of cyborg monkey that did it. So you can tell us how badly hurt she is. Well, and she was badly hurt enough that she needed my surgery expertise. Um, but it makes sense that I was operating on her as I have a lot of friends in the police department. So, of course, I would be the one that that's terrifying. That's <sighs> absolutely terrifying. Mm -mm, mm -mm, don't go to the primate center. And, um, and, um, and what are Dr. Jones's all detailed uh, connections to the other characters? <laughs> just off the dome immediately okay this one Fair. <laughs> um but i am yelling at all of you guys to get out of paulina's room like there's no visitors she needs to rest 
Yeah, well, and and you you actually just you saved her life. She is there. She's she's recovering, and suddenly one, two, three, four, five, six people burst into the room. Um, Andrew, nope. we're going to say Marvin has just arrived from Oakland, um, and in fact. Um, Chief uh, Clara Gamaris was like, you got to get up here right away. Your guys are here. They've sort of been helping, but a second one of my officers has just been badly injured. And so Marvin has, you know, flown up, well, not flown up here, drove up here quickly um, on- I could have a flying car. Uh, yeah, no flying cars. No, no, no. Um, we've already got the whole complications of the multidimensional world messing with Addison and stuff. So no flying cars. Um <laughs> And that's where we are, 8 p.m. on a, uh, a Tuesday in January. Um, ask questions of Paulina or maybe be scared of Dr. Um, Jones there. You know, what What you doing? You're not getting in the room. That's what you're not doing. <laughs> But only Paula family. Is the only one that saw this happen. We need to know what what she saw. Nope, you can wait until she's better. Well, when so our only witness is in the uh, is in the room that's being guarded by Doctor Jones. Is that is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and and Doctor Jones just standing there. I mean, it's like the operating room is there. Maybe Paulina. It has just been wheeled out wheeled out of the operating room, but I get, you know, Dr. Jones standing there, maybe arms either blocking the door or maybe arms, yeah, 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 arms crossed. And you all are in the um, hallway. I think I'm picturing one of these rooms where it's got like the Venetian blinds. And at the moment they're, they're slatted so that they're open and you see Paulina and she's bandaged and doesn't look Oh, so good, but um, she is awake. You can see her eyes moving, and um, well, Dr. Jones is standing cross-armed in the doorway. So I have an idea. One of the things I can, one of the spooky things I can do is telepathy. So I can ask Paulina questions without getting into the room, because because presumably, as long as I can see her, which we which you just said we can through the window. I'm gonna um so yeah, this allows me to investigate a mystery read a bad situation without needing to actually talk. So this is definitely investigating a mystery. Yeah, I mean you heard me say that like she's the only one that saw what happened. So Yeah, exactly. Getting information on what everything looked like or you know, how it unfolded would be good stuff yeah so i think i think i'm gonna ask how or like yeah how did this happen i think that's 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 a good way of yeah it. yeah why don't you go ahead and roll investigate a mystery and we may i'd like you to make that roll right now before i answer th those questions yeah of course i may ask um meg and john and others to just sort of role play the hallway conversation because i think that's going to be going on and i'm actually picturing jenna sort of standing at the back of the group through the window doing this telepathy yeah not not, not telling anybody that she's doing this or that she can't just 
like very quietly. That's 2d6, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the 2d6. And then if it's a failure, it may change, like that we may have some more instant reaction, but let's see what you roll. That is a 10. Excellent. So that's a hold two. So you'll be able to answer, ask two of the questions under the investigative mystery. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? And um, I think those are also pinned in the Discord. Um, mm -hmm channel yeah. so you could look at those but let's let's role play through a little bit of this conversation between dr jones and addison stone or others while you know before we get into the, the telepathy um doctor we're trying to we're trying to prevent more of these attacks there's a number of weird events that have been happening on campus lately and like this information is is very time sensitive. It's very important right now. Are we going to make money from this? Because <laughs> I don't care. Are you married to her? No. Well, no. Down the hall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I could be if you if that's the requirement. <laughs> a quick shotgun wedding. Quick, Only someone become an officiant online. That's right. Right. <laughs> Oh, I bet Matt's got a, a certificate or whatever it takes to. Three, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many do you need me to have? <laughs> all of them. Registered in all 50 states. <laughs> states we don't count anymore. Have... It's all corporations. We just can't have people willy nilly in here. This is a very important thing. Like this is this is the university's uh, bloop 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 on the line. Like we can't do this. <laughs> What's credibility. A there we go. Sorry, the word was going to come to me later, so I just gave myself a spacer to finish the sentence. This is just our the credentials first draft. We'll fill it in later. Yeah, our accreditation's on the line. There we go. <laughs> post. We can't just have any low. Cr no words stopped. Brains done. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> All right, what, so folks, well, go ahead. Sorry, John. Well, I was just gonna say. So, what, 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 what do we need? Do we need like a uh, uh, a note from uh, uh, the chief of police or something? I mean, wait, this you is... you know the chief of police because I know the chief of police. Yeah, because that that's. I don't think you know the chief. We've of been police. called in. Uh, what is what was her name? Gomez or. Yes. Guitar. Yeah, Clara. Clara Gamara. Clara. Clara Gamara. Yeah, you go sit in the lobby. I will talk to you in five minutes. And then so I pull out my phone and I text <laughs> Claire <laughs> and and say, what is up? Who are these people? Is this legit? Okay. Because uh, I have friends and foes, so I know people on the force. Yeah. Um, so she actually texts you right back and she said, uh, she says, yeah, I've got... Um, my guy Marvin um, Horner is up there. Um, you should trust him. He brought in this this group of investigators from from Oakland who are who are helping him out. They're a little bit shady, but um, Marvin is a good guy. You you can you can trust him. 
Uh, I text back, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to tell her she owes me. Yeah, I, and she's like, yeah, for sure. Look, this is the second officer down in, in three days. We gotta we gotta get this figured out because whatever whatever sort of creature or thing that is doing this is, I mean, has taken down two of my two of my officers. We got students on campus. Winter quarter is starting. We don't care about that. This is gonna be bad. I, I know, I know, I know, but they're the uh, worst. We don't want bad press. <clears throat> Okay, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> I go out to the lobby and call for Marvin. I'm Marvin. And I like reach out are. a hand. I'm like, nice to meet you. I do not extend my hand. Um, okay. And as we're walking back to, is it Paulina? Paula? Yeah, Paulina. 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 I don't, my poor patient, I don't even bother to know her name. Um, as we walk back to Paulina's room, um, Megan doesn't know, but I am sure Dr. Seth Jones knows. Like, I give um, Marvin just the rudimentary, like, this is what the bites look like. This is. Okay, like so the, I'm going to ask you to actually pause because okay. Evan's going to ask his question. So in this five minutes, and as I answer the investigative mystery, I think Perfect. Megan, the player, may be able to fill in the gaps, you know, and then we can have you. Yeah, so let's go. Evan, ask your questions. Two questions I want to ask are what happened here and where did it go? Oh, yeah. Two really good questions. So um, part of the what happened here is that Paulina Brooks describes being attacked by three robo chimps. And she describes creatures that looked like that. So large fangs, um, cybernetic um, armor on, one of them with sort of a nasty um, three-fingered, toed claw. Um, they were also, um, they had like sort of an electro grapple attack. So one of them's arm was like shooting off this three-pronged, three-clawed um, arm that was that grappled her and then started sending shocks through through her um so that is your sort of what happened here um she was over she had gone back to the primate center and she had been just like she had introduced you to Louis Vara, um, but she hadn't really dug the way that he was answering. And she was like, I think something is up here. And so she was investigating and looking around like the um, outside of the room that you were in, in the primate research center and like out of, out of a manhole actually. And, Paulina in her head tells you it was like out of the manhole or out of the steam tunnels is where these three um, 
chimps came like she had found it and she popped open the manhole cover and when she did she was jumped by these three these three chimps so i think that's probably a sufficient what happened here um and somehow they ran off like she got on her radio and called for help and a couple of other people ran out of the primate center and these three things went back down into the manhole cover into what paulina for whatever reason keeps calling the steam tunnels hmm okay so i think that's the what happened here unless i don't know you have any other follow-ups with that i i think that's probably uh, a sufficient I'm, jenna would be satisfied by that not not having as much of a direct like direct investment in the investigation as like an actual investigator but just out of pure curiosity that's that's compelling um and was the other one where did it go where did it go yeah so um steam tunnels i think i actually yeah. answered yeah both of yeah, them you gave, you gave us that check. answer yeah. yeah it's like you knew what i had asked <laughs> sort of sometimes my my mind holds together for all of three minutes <laughs> uh meg does that help and give you some wounds to describe to marvin yeah so as we're as I'm walking him to Paulina's room, um, under under my breath, I'm just like, "Those, how do we even have a primate center? Like these damn monkeys! I can't believe it." Um, so she had these wounds that were indicative of these primates. Like I will tell you that these these monkeys, man, I don't even know how we're dealing with it. Ugh, anyways. Uh, so he just explains like the, uh, the burn marks around it. Right. Cause you said that they were electric, like electrified mm -hmm, yeah. uh, prongs. Um, but that it's not consistent with the bonobos that we would have on campus or the other ones that I can't macaques. actually remember. Macaques. Yeah. The macaques. Uh, which they're always constantly peeing on people. That's why we had to shut down the tram ride. Anyways, it doesn't matter, um, but you can get a shot for that. Uh, and so like yeah. Dr. Seth is having a really hard time separating the injuries from his utter disgust of having to deal with the primate center. Granted, he was brought in for this one climate or this one <laughs> world UC Davis Do with that what you will, Marvin. Uh, all right. Did you see the, this is the second attack, right? Right, this is the second attack? Did you see the first attack? Did, or did you see the patient for, or the victim of the of first Of course attack? I did. Who do you think I am? I don't know. There's a big hospital. There's lots of people here. I mean, Carl, I did, right? Like, I'm just uh, well, and in, in, in some ways, there was no victim to see from the first, well, you saw you saw the 32 pieces that were the first victim. Brilliant. Um, okay. I have 300 but, emails about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But there was, there was, even, even Dr. Jones's brilliance could not have put um, Charles Lamb back together. Got it. All right. 
Well, um... These fingers are magical, but what do you expect me to do? <laughs> did I silence right, well, Marvin? You did. <laughs> well, uh, do, do you mind if I ask a few questions of uh, to Pauline? I think I got a, a decent enough description of the of the wounds. She is healing. I will only allow you to ask questions if I am present to make sure you do not upset her. Take am it or I, leave it, Marvin. Sorry, am I remembering correctly that that Dr. Jones was is not a use not a um it's not always at, at Davis, right? She was brought in or he was brought in. Um, I mean, I've been here for like a little bit. I'm like not a I'm not seasoned, but I have absolutely been here under a year. Okay. Okay. Um have you seen any other patients with strange injuries that might be similar to this in the past? Excuse me, like sir. I work at a university. Of course I've seen strange incidents. Can I you meant be like more specific. Are you talking to me or Paulina? Because we can take our conversation outside. I'm talking to you. Let us leave. I meant uh, <laughs> incidents with similar wounds, electrical wounds in places where you wouldn't expect to find like non electricians kind of thing. Again, I work at a university, sir. Strange shit happens. Okay, but you're not answering my question. Exactly. I work at a university. <laughs> the chancellor has not explicitly stated that I can release this information. All right. Do you mind if I talk to Pauline now? <laughs> I told you, as long as I am present. All right. So the two of you go into the room and... um. I assume in the meantime, um, Jenna, you're telling the rest of the hunters out in the waiting room what you learned by the, with the telepathy connection. I've, I've been thinking about whether I want to or not, whether it would be in Jenna's character to do that. I, and I, I, I think it is. Yeah, Jenna would. Okay. So we'll, everyone else is getting briefed, but Marvin is in here with... Um, Dr. Seth Jones and uh, the injured officer Paulina Brooks and Marvin, take it away. All right. Um, so we know from the conversation with Jenna, we know who, oh, but I don't know. So I'm going to ask, uh, basically the way I would start off the conversation is asking Paulina to tell me about what happened. I assume that she would tell me something similar to yeah, so um, wash yeah, what she said to Jenna. yeah, absolutely. So you have that info. All right. Um, so what I want to ask Paulina is um, you know, what uh what she was doing at the at the steam in the steam tunnels, like or what she was doing at the primate center. Let's start, let's go there. Like why oh. why was she at the primate center? Is she normally at the primate center? Is that her no. normal beat? Or no. was she there investigating something that somebody could was she responding to a call? What happened? What happened there? Yeah, no, I I, I had gone out with uh, um, with a group of monster hunters that um, 
that that Chief Clara Gamaris, Gamaris um, sent me with, Gamaris sent me with, and um, she had told me to to help them. I think they actually might have been sent by that you might have referred them there, but I, we had gone out and. I was helping them. I put them in touch with uh, Louis Vara, who's uh, the vet out there at the primate center. And he had showed them around during the day. And honestly, I, I didn't feel like he was being really forthcoming. So after the, the hunters had left, I thought I would come back out here and just check out the the primate center, like there was something fishy about what he was talking about. And so I thought I'd go outside the South part of it. Cause the primate center had lost like 13 monkeys and uh, 13 monkeys and three chimpanzees had gone missing. And I was trying to figure out how they would have gotten out. And then I saw one of these entrances to the, um, the steam tunnels that you know now are used as part of the environmentally um, friendly way of powering the university. They pump steam all around underneath, you know, way out from West Campus all the way over to Main Campus, even probably up here into the hospital and probably some of the throughout the city of Davis. They're used to um, thermal heat everything in the in the winters, but um, I was thinking, you know, if the monkeys got out, maybe they used the um, the steam tunnels. And so I saw one and I it looked like there was like some scraping on the ground around it. I was like, usually these things are sealed up. And so I put my nightstick in this little hole and I went to pry it up. And as soon as I opened it, these electric cyborg monkeys were attacking and thrashing me and screaming and biting. And I got on my my walkie, my walkie talkie, my radio, called for help, and then I passed out. And the last thing I knew is like I was being dragged into the steam tunnel and a bunch of people from the primate center were running and shouting and I blacked out and then I was being operated on and like my right arm still works, but my left arm is completely mangled. Like, look at this. I can't even move it. Doctor, will the pain ever go away? Will I ever be able to use both my six shooters at the same time? Doctor? No. I started like increasing the morphine. Don't we have the technology to... <laughs> Out. You've upset her. Out. It's time for you to leave. Dr. Jones, if I may, you Outside. may want to think about revisiting your bedside manner. Got <laughs> <laughs> him. Missed that class. Easy for you to say. All right. Everybody is out in the waiting room. I don't know why Dr. Seth Jones is still hanging around, but Dr. Seth Jones is still hanging around. Like there's something about these injuries and this group of people that are calling themselves, quote, monster hunters or others are calling monster hunters um, that are all showing up. And there's a waving robot hand. Uh, can we do the scene of Jenna explaining what she 
uh, found out to the rest of us. Sure. Yeah, I was great for me. Jenna might be holding those cards close to the vest. Oh, you're muted. Muted. Jenna is taking a my mantle has been passed. I was eating chips and I didn't want the sound to be recorded. A lovely ASMR of chip eating. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. <laughs> anyway, um, I <laughs> I thought we hadn't role played it out, but I thought we'd already discussed whether I would uh, be holding that information or not. Yeah, we well, that's, yeah, yeah. I sort of felt like we had, but if Hannah, if you guys want, if you want well, to ask particular questions or amplifications from Jenna, but I figured we sort of played that behind the scenes. But if like, you think there's, because so Prima's Prima's whole thing is like, if something's weird, like like you know, weird in the game, not weird like strange, but if something's weird. She's gonna like dig in because that's part of her whole uh purpose is to uh find out where weirdness is and report it and allow her company to capitalize on it. <laughs> Even before you said that, I was beginning to think that I that it would make more sense in Jenna's character to like she's joined the group but like she doesn't know any of them really mm -hmm. as individuals yep she is but an intern yeah well she has the connection the closest connection is probably to prima who's been at the cyborg um limb lab yeah and the rest of them she just sort of met when they went to investigate that storage closet with the weird break into it yeah but then at the same time, being an intern at a place like that, you might not even have a sense of what's actually going on anyway. So I may be familiar with with like Prima's body, let's say, but maybe not so much like my unit. Yeah. 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 I, I there I'm... are also other other models very similar to Prima that have probably been in the lab yeah. before. Yeah, because I'm thinking of it this way, like, Jenna chose to telepathically connect to Paulina without any kind of prompting from any other the characters, because, like, there wouldn't be a way for any of them to prompt Jenna, myself, to do that, because they don't know I have that power. So, there's, like, I'm thinking that, like, Jenna has no... Like she she did that on her own volition. So like I think that she also would I don't think she would share the information because she doesn't want people to think that she's any weirder than she already looks, let's say. Like, I mean 
She doesn't look that weird, but like she's goth. She yeah. Which I mean in a hundred years time in twenty one twenty four January, like who knows how common that could be or you know what the goth culture looks like in a hundred years. I think just just because it was it was passed off so briefly before I feel like I'd want to retcon Jenna's divulging on the information and, and instead keeping quiet. Right. Well, so then I think we can we're back in the um the waiting room with the the whole group of hunters, including the doctor. Um, Marvin could certainly reveal all the information that you all know about what happened to Paulina Brooks in terms of the attack from the, the cyborg monkey. So the whole group knows, even though Jenna had knew before, but Jenna didn't need to divulge it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the big question for the, um, for the six of you is what's, what's the next step? What information are you sharing about the, the previous bits of investigation that you did, you know, you started at the UCD police headquarters, you went over to the genome center where the cyborg lab, limb lab was, you explored that fourth floor storage closet, then you went over to the, the PSE library and labs where you investigated the, the foyer where Charles Lamb had been killed and talked with Dr. Um, Nobles about his robotics and prosthetic lab. You went over to the silo coffee shop, talked to each other. You went out to the primate research lab. You came, um, one of you matriarch went and talked to professor, um, Clayton, um, Clayton Holt, um, in his office. That's where you learn like there's weird magic or multidimensional spaces. And then you would return to burgers and brew. And then you were summoned to the the hospital up here where Marvin had just come up from Oakland and now you've met the doctor. So during all of those things, you were learning bits and pieces of information. You know, one person was murdered about two, three days ago, Officer Charles Lamb in the foyer of the PSC library and lab. Um, you know, another person was just about murdered by cyborg monkeys in the... Um, the primary research center, and you got tons of other bits of information from the last two sessions, but how do you want to piece that together? What's the next course of action after you all talk here? Like, where are the six of you going to solve this mystery before it gets worse? I definitely want to check out any maps or anything we can find about the um the steam tunnels and how they yeah. connect up to different buildings and and what's down there and what's not down there and so forth. Uh, Prima would be happy to go down into those tunnels and do some running around uh, or crawling around or whatever. So sorry, where was the original, where was Charles Lamb killed? In the um, library for you? Yeah, Char Charles Lamb was killed in the um, building. Yeah, in the PSE library and labs. So here, we'll, I'm gonna go to share screen really fast and we will take a look at 
some maps here. Well, first we'll look at Carl's calendar and then we will look at some maps. And I was originally centered on Sutter Davis Hospital up there in the Northwest. And remember we're a hundred years in the future. So while we are looking at a map that is UC Davis in 2023, there can be some variances from this, but Andrew, to answer your question, um, Charles Woods was killed over here in, um, can you see my cursor? Yeah, yeah okay. I can. Um, over here in the, um, oh, I'm missing, I'm in the wrong part of campus. Over here in the um, physical sciences and engineering library, and it's now, hundred years in the future. It's actually a 20 story tall building and it's called the PSE Library and Labs. And he was killed in the foyer of that building right in front of a professor, um, Nobles, um, Professor Henry Nobles uh, Robotics and Prosthetics Lab. So when Dr. Jones, uh joins the rest of the group in the in the lobby um Suzanne you know I I shouldn't I shouldn't do this but that damn West Village is just a giant bane on our existence here at the university um you really you really ought to check out the zero net energy community that's over there that's <laughs> where they like that's the birthplace of this idea of this whole steam vent garbage I'm really concerned that more of my friends on the force are going to be affected. All right, I also had before that, so we have just looking on the map here, oh, there was a cooling and heating building right there on the map. Um, we do have West Village all out here. And surprisingly enough, or maybe unsurprisingly, West Village is between main campus and dun, 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 the Primate Center, which is out here. And in fact, there are steam tunnels um, like in the south side here. Of the, of the primate center. Um, there's also, well, I, I guess my question, Addison, would be, you said you're curious. It's like a question of looking for maps. How are you all going to do that? I heard Prima and Addison both being interested in the steam tunnels. I'm, I'm assuming if I were to contact um, Police Chief Gamaras that um, she could link me to some kind of resource. I don't know, you know, PDF or whatever. A hundred years from now might be uh, being used, but some kind of file or whatever that's like here are the here are those steam tunnels and how they connect up and where to they the go. library archives. Something, yeah, but I mean, I could probably just be sent to a, a phone or equivalent. Um, 
But if we need to go somewhere to look at them, and we can do that too. I'm Addison is ready to check them out because he's got a an additional theory of what may be going on and uh, needs needs access to the entire network of steam tunnels to figure it out. Yeah, so I guess I have two questions. One, I'm curious to hear Addison's theory. And then two, I'm looking for Addison or someone else to explain like how you would get the full map of the steam tunnels like popping up on a phone or digitally. I reaching out to the police chief, I I she could probably give it to you. I, I'm almost wondering though if I want to make you got someone roll yeah. Um, to see if you can get them using an ability or of okay. some sort. So, so, but, so here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh, uh, we've got these cyber monkeys. They're attacking people. They're, there's a lot of them, right? There's like 18 or 20 missing animals from the lab. Um, this is tying into what is his name, Doctor Beach. Doctor Beach's research. And he's currently on leave. But what if he didn't leave on leave? What if he's lurking uh, under the campus in the steam tunnels and like directing these cyborg monkeys to, you know, do his bidding and uh, to figure out where he might be? Uh, I'd like to look at a map before I go wandering around a bunch of steam tunnels, you know? Yeah, he's, he's got he's got answers. He knows stuff. Yeah, he's you all have him. not yet reached out or tried to find where Dr. Beach is. Like you've talked to Professor Noble, you've talked to Professor Holt. Um, all you've heard about Dr. Beach is that he's quote on garden leave. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought, I thought there was something that was like we couldn't we couldn't get a hold of him or something, but maybe I'm misremembering that. My notes are pretty pretty scattered, so I may have I may have that wrong. But yeah, well, um, whatever no, I, the case I, is, you, yeah, you all had gone that. down in the steam tunnels, whatever it is. So knowing what's possible down there would be a good thing. Now. Uh, if I need to convince the police chief that we need that info, I can try. Yeah, I think it's probably less having to convince her that you need that info. And I'm just trying to think like in, I guess both in terms of of world building and like what would be here. Um, I mean, obviously like electronically, you probably could get a map on the, your your phone or whatever. I'm just trying to figure out if infrastructure like steam tunnels, you know, it, it, it would be, it, it feels like if you were right now trying to look at uh, maps of sewers in Davis or maps of sewers in Oakland, I don't know that it's a simple Google search. Um, and I don't even know if that's the type of thing that a police department would have where she could just, hit it and send you a button of it. It seems like right. the type of thing that... I got it. I just We're going to take a detour up to Woodland and visit the county, <laughs> uh, you know, recorder or whatever. Yeah. It's the county so should have records. Yeah. You know, it's public university. But I would think the campus, city. too. The campus would, would have 
this stuff and I mean yeah. these records probably are kept in a digital database at this point you would say well, there's that too I thought about that too like we could just hack it and get it but we should try at least a, at least one official channel first before we alienate yeah, and, our and this is why uh, I'm thinking like a, 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 yeah this is why I'm thinking a dice roll might be appropriate because I think the police chief would like to give it to you. I just don't know that she could do it quickly. I could also see a second dice roll happening, matriarch, that might be another way of, get, like you all are sitting here in the, the lobby waiting room of the hospital figuring out what are our next steps. And I hear steam tunnels, Dr. Beach, like popping up. I wanna figure out in terms of game mechanics how quickly you're getting a hold of the maps of the scene tunnels. Right, right, right. Uh, well, so Marvin is a, uh, so Marvin's going to take a detour. He's going to drive up to, uh, or no, no, he's going to go to, where would it be? Let's see. The, let's go to the Davis city hall, not the, uh, not the bar. <laughs> to the the city clerk okay and i want to try to you know maybe with some name dropping and and under you know <laughs> here uh you know helping out the police chief gamora is it is her last name gamora no not gamora i'm like <laughs> mispronouncing things I, that, this would be like a copy yeah Guimara, G-U-I-M-A-R-A. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, now remember it's 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night here. Well, that poses a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe in 21-24 City Hall is open more than it is now, but I'm thinking probably... Not bar probably still open. Do what? The bar is probably, bar still, is probably open. still open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys have done yes. very little going to bars. Um, I think um, Andrew and so that would be a possibility, but that would wait till tomorrow. Um, John, I heard your. I'm just trying to figure out like what move you should make to sure. get the information from the police chief, and then. Clara, if you want to try some hacking or whatever as well, if there's a move that you would like to make. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the, I think the obvious one, uh, well, either either manipulate somebody or kick some ass. Um, probably. Let's not kick the ass of our ally. <laughs> well, <laughs> if these are the options, I could threaten her physically. Or just try to ask her kindly. Could she, could she get that information for us? I, think I bet probably... she has the county clerk on, uh, you know, the phone number for the county clerk. She can like, you know, right. well, that's get a special I, request or something. So yeah, I'm not I, thinking it's necessarily an instant thing. Like, oh yeah, I've got that right here. Here you go, boop, and I've got it. But you know, can at least get the ball rolling and, and unlock the door. Can I get you, so it sounds to me like what you're doing is doing an act under pressure. It's sort of a weird act under pressure because I don't think Addison is under the, I mean, it's more like you're putting the police chief under pressure to right. act quickly. But 
but we seem to have some, you know, I mean, she seems to agree that we are on the same side trying to solve this problem. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking I would just like you to bring her into action. Yeah. So I would say if you would roll and act under pressure. So that plus cool. Let's see if she is able to get you the info from the city clerk. I don't think I have anything that adds into that. So, oh, a total of nine. Seven to nine. The keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Um, I mean, I don't, I, it, it, there's no, it's not a success. It's just. No, it is a success. It's just not. Okay. Some other extra stuff happens. It's a success, right. success with cost. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. It just, the way it's written is like, oh yeah, no, you just have trouble. <laughs> well, and it, I mean, act under pressure could be, so she is going to get you the map. Um, she's able to get it to you. It's not like she gets it to you quickly, but like the digital copy is not as detailed or perfect as wow. you would like. So it is, it's pixelated. Like it, it's not as clear, which is going to be perfectly, I mean, you can act on it, but there may be details from it that are not. It's like 40 perfect. years out of date or something. They just haven't bothered to update it or. Yeah. So I I will describe some of it looking at the, the regular map here just to give you a sense of it. Um, there are, and I will start out here by the, by the primate center. So this area, like to the west of Pewter Creek Road, um, which is there, and there's actually sort of like an old landfill area here under it has become like the, is like the, the thermal steam energy production area right south so it's like where all the thermal power has emerged from it's like the power room of the of the steam tunnels and there's a big like that's the the center of the the energy production the steam tunnels run from there and they're dug right parallel to hutchinson drive they come over they um, completely power the West Village um, high-rise apartment buildings. And then they split off there, um, some of them going up to powering the West Davis neighborhood. Others of them, like under campus, it becomes like a spider web of tunnels. Like there's one main artery that runs along Hutchinson Drive. Um, it looks like if you were drawing it on the map, it was it's probably like an eight foot tunnel. Looking on the details, they're like these circular, almost like a um, like a subway tube um, or a tube in in London. So maybe maybe yeah, I'm gonna say only eight, like an eight foot diameter but that's a single steam tunnel but then once it gets under the 113 highway and gets onto main campus it's like this spider web thing where there's 
perhaps three of those big eight foot tunnels, but lots of other ones that look like they may be more like two or three feet um, in circumference that sort of spider web over to all the different buildings. There is also, when you get into main campus, two other breaks. One runs north, um, sort of along Anderson, and looks like it goes out and powers a number of buildings in town. And then there is another one that runs all the way to the eastern edge of town. In fact, it even looks like there's an exit tunnel from it or some sort you can't quite make it out maybe it's a cap that looks like it empties out into the fazio into the wetlands um way to the east of davis oh, so, okay. yeah that's some info on the on the steam tunnels all right and uh i need to break away so um go ahead and solve the whole mystery everybody i'll catch up next time all right see you later all right, bye. Later. All right, guys, that's only a small order. You got half an hour here to solve the whole mystery. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Prima was hoping that um, that she could get down into those tunnels and start looking around. Um, I think Jenna is also interested in the in the tunnels. Seems very like spooky and you know dark and foreboding awesome so where are you heading to the tunnels to get into them um i don't know where's the best place if there's um, one that goes up anderson that's physical that would Probably be physically closest to whatever whatever is physically closest. Yeah. Wait, would there be one near Sutter? Uh, yeah. Could well, the one from Anderson go all the way back around to to Sutter, or one through West Davis. Yeah. So there is there is one that runs yeah over to West the West Village. Um, apartments. Now there is. I said there was one that runs up to through West Davis. And in fact, um, looking on the map, there looks like there's the terminus of it is right under the Sutter Hospital, which is now connected, um, as Dr. Jones reminded us, to the in 21-24 to the UCD um, campus and medical center, probably in a way that it's not in 2023. But there does look like there is a terminus of the um, steam tunnel in the the basement of the hospital all right, all right. I'm, all right. I'm there. All right. i don't know about the rest of you guys but uh we might need like depending upon access like public asset access to the basement is probably like not a thing oh you got dr jones yeah. with you okay uh, well, you have pre Do we, though? Too. Do we? Dr. Jones and me. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, you guys let me know if you want to, if you need to sneak in, if Dr. Jones is on board for going into steam tunnels now that you all have talked. I think you guys should go in the steam tunnels. Bye. All right. <laughs> I'm getting us down there. 
I'm at so least getting the faster you. we get out of your face, the better it seems. Um, but tell me what you find. I will make sure that you are covered from this side. Are you able to let us down there if if it's if the way is is blocked or locked in some way, restricted? I show you my key card and I say this baby gets me everywhere. All right, then get us down there. Alrighty then. Also, fair warning, like I, Megan, absolutely forgot that I was at Sutter and totally was thinking of UC Davis Health. So I apologize for my earlier role playing. I was not aligned correctly in my map. No, 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 no. I, I, I fixed it all. Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear me there? I mean, look, it's twenty one twenty four. So merging, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Governments have fallen here. Corporations are running everything. Multi mergers. I mean, you got big companies like Hot Boys Chicken that are that are running the world. So the bureaucracy of UC Davis is only going to be worse. Ah, oh, amen. Okay, yes. You get me the information so that I don't see these patients anymore, and I will get you where you need to go. All right. right. I can not have any problems. Excellent. So I have a scene for us that I think we want to play um, for this last half hour or so that we are going. Um, I've got going, I mean, I've got folks heading down into the steam tunnels. I want to describe this and I sort of need to figure out like, I, yeah, I'm just going to describe how you're getting into the steam tunnels and then see where you all go within them. Um, so you go down into the basement. Um, the entrance to the steam tunnels is almost like a um, like a hatch on a submarine where you have to like spin this pressurized um, wheel and then it, it pops open and there's like steam comes up. It's really um, musty and dank smelling here. And... Um, you know, who wants to go first? How are you climbing down there? What's... I mean, I'm just going down. Like, I I don't really care about... Uh, I'm not Hannah. Prima. Yeah. Prima does not care about what anybody else is doing. She she wants to find these, these primates. Okay, are so we, Prima... Wait, I have a clarifying question. Are we all going right now? Are we splitting up? I'm not really, like, clear on that that's up to you you can come if you want prima does not care well i am asking what the rest of the group is doing that was not directed at you prima it is very clear what you are doing <laughs> anyone is free to come with if they want Excellent. So Prima is hardly talking. She scurried down the, it's, it's like rung ladder and she scurries down it really fast. The rest of you are in the basement. Dr. Jones has gotten you down there. It's like the steam is coming up from it. It's like a, this dank, um, steamy smell. And Bina is querying, are we all going? I mean, I'm going because 
I am fascinated with with Prima having you know worked in the like the cybernetics kind of lab for a while now and you know I've only seen them in the lab context I've not seen any any of these in the in the wild so to speak but the second that the 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 um the opening to the tunnel opens and all the steam hisses out Jenna immediately realizes that that she really hopes that all her goth makeup you know stays pristine in the humid environment that is the steam tunnel waterproof is a thing that's megan speaking no, not I, Dr. Yes. <laughs> I, I know but like who knows what the climate of davis is like in in 100 years it may be bone dry and she's maybe never been to a humid climate before I feel like she does she you know she doesn't know she doesn't know yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I will tell you. Um, so Prima has climbed down. Jenna begins to climb down. Jenna, yeah. it's probably a 20 foot climb down, probably about 10 feet down. You realize that the makeup is indeed probably running because um, Davis is- I didn't buy the good expensive stuff, clearly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're already partly down here in the, the tunnels. Um, you do like Prima maybe even going a little bit ahead, but it, um, you're like trying to follow this pretty intriguing cyborg is down here. I don't know the rest of you climbing down as well. Uh, I don't know that I would fit. Um, Matriarch could climb, the climbing down wouldn't be a problem and the tunnel even up at this far, this is part of the main artery, which is that eight feet. So even your seven foot, seven and a half feet, like you'll have about six inches between you and the top of the tunnel. You got to walk down, you know, in the biggest part of the, the round mm -hmm. pipe, you could, you could make it, but it, yeah, it will feel a little more confined from that. All right. Um, anyone else have any like ideas about other places we could go? So uh, Marvin, oh, Oh, go ahead, Marvin. Oh, okay. So Marvin, he doesn't feel like his uh, skill set is best used inside deep and possibly humid uh, uh, steam tunnels. So I think Marvin is interested in in investigating Doctor Beach. So that that's the person mm -hmm. who's on leave, right, Doctor Beach? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we could we could look into so that. So Marvin is, uh, and so I I think what Marvin would be doing instead is like. Basically, you know, doing some searching around on the internet, looking at like what kind of research has Dr. Jones been, or sorry, not Dr. Jones, Dr. Beach been publishing, um, like looking at press releases about his research, any looking for corporate connections or any kind of external connections. Um, and then maybe, you know, getting in touch with some of his conspiracy theorists um connections or um you know maybe he maybe marvin knows some friends of friends or something in private security that might work at the um you know around uc davis or around the uh the primate center can i help you in that in that no. if you have you are able to access uh the uh 
donor records? Is that what you're not going? Not the donor records. No, forget philanthropy. That's not happening in a hundred years. No, they're um, Doctor. What's his name? Beach. Uh, personnel file that you can see all of his, his all of his evaluations and things that were written about him. Yeah, for sure. Um, all that kind of stuff. Like, just try to gather as much information about what Doctor Beach's dealings have been with. You know, where is is he getting money from? Yeah, awesome. Operations so or external or or individuals, just that kind of stuff. What's he re is his research and something related could be related to you know these things or I don't know that yeah. kind of stuff. Investigate um, so, Doctor Beach. Okay, so I've got uh, Marvin Harner heading up with Doctor Seth Jones to Doctor Seth Jones' office. Internet search some of these questions about um, about Doctor Beach. And um, Bina, you're the only person that I don't know yet. Although Clara, you can revisit matriarchs going into the steam tunnels if you want. I had heard some hesitation there. So Lillian, Clara, what are what's Bina and matriarch doing? So Bina's um, maybe standing at the top here, kind of peering in. Um, and is like, I might, um, I might go out and see about finding some of the other endpoints of the tunnels here and take a look at what's going on out there. Um, Prima or um, maybe Prima's Jenna. Gone. What? Are you oh, talking well, to them? Sorry. No, maybe ahead. this is maybe this is more of a question than for Matt. Um, um maybe there's a way we can keep in touch or track those of you going down into the tunnels in case something comes up and we can follow you down on back in i assume prima has much tracking on her yeah um, can we get can we get into into that matt i can certainly try uh, if nothing else i probably have everyone's like comm number so i can probably yeah, track those individual say, devices you could you could ping me and i could probably give you guys access to my tracking my geolocator Oh, that assumes you want to. So, okay. So I hear a couple of things here and I've got a, a couple of roles, a few bits of action and I'll try to order these. I know they're all happening simultaneously, but I think I'll try to order them in a way that'll make most narrative sense. Um, I hear that Prima and Jenna are going down into the steam tunnels. I hear that Marvin and Dr. Seth Jones are going up to Dr. Jones's office doing some internet searches. I'll give you some information about Dr. Beach from there. And then I hear Bina and Matriarch are both tracking Prima, but also looking for other entrances to the in the steam tunnels, like going south between where Sutter Hospital is and where West Village is, looking for like another point where you all could drop down um, 
if something goes amiss for the um, the robot girl. Does that sound right? Awesome. Um, in that case, I think what we do first is we do the um, the info search on Dr. Beach. Then we go to the people in the steam tunnels and then possibly to the people looking for the other entrance or tracking them. Um, and we will see, yeah, I, actually, yeah, let's see how it goes. Um, so in terms of the looking for information on Dr. Beach, um, I need you to use a move and your choices are of course, um, you know, maybe act under pressure. Maybe one of you wants to make a help out move. I could see, I mean, it seems like sort of investigate a mystery might be a good role. Probably not kick some ass. I don't see manipulate or protect someone or read a bad situation. Though maybe read a bad situation would be a thing. So as my question is, is one of you trying to help the other person out in terms of the internet searches? And then who wants to roll? Uh, I, I would argue that Dr. Jones kicks ass in research, but <laughs> yeah, well, Dr. Jones could do a nice job in research, but the kick some ass is really a combat move. Yeah, no. fighting. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could, depending if you have a plus, I don't know, remember I what. I have a plus two in either cool or sharp. Okay, so that would be good for investigative mystery, a plus two in sharp. Um, does one of you have any pluses in plus cool? I have two in plus cool. Okay, so help out is modified plus by two. cool. Andrew, where are Marvin's strengths in terms of help out and investigative mystery? Well, he has one sharp, um, but he also has, so I can hit up, um, you know, my contacts to get a plus one to investigate a, mis a mystery um, for info or small favors um, at potentially a, a small cost, like a, like a favor or something. Uh, you know, giving yeah, something to somebody it. like and as an exchange for you know not just as a transaction not necessarily as a me get things um so i was thinking so one of the things i was interested in is like so i have one of my connections is to conspiracy theorists so like maybe there's some like wild theories about you know related to his research or maybe some research that's being done at uc davis that might give us a little bit of insight you know, maybe little grains of truth in those conspiracy theories that might help out or um, or again, like talking to police or, or private security. Okay. To, yeah. Uh, and some of this may be working the phone lines and that. So I'm what I, yeah. I need is I need one of you to probably make a help out role and the other to make an investigate a mystery. So the help out role would be first. Who wants to do the help? So I will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say. That sounds so, so okay. Two, so what do I two, roll? Two six-sided dice. Okay. You want my and dice. then you're gonna add your cool to it. Okay. So two d six. So then I rolled a nine, 
plus two is 11. Oh, okay. On a 10 plus, your help grants them plus one to their roll. There so you go. You get it. Pass right. on the plus one. Now roll investigate a mystery, Andrew, and add your sharp. And I think it sounds like you have plus two on that roll. One yeah, for so. connections and then one from. That is a nine. All right. Total. So uh, you hold one. So you get to answer. Do you have any plus sharp also? Or not? Me? No, not you. Um, I have one sharp plus two. Plus, plus two. So then. Plus two. Okay, so then that would be plus three. What did you roll again? I rolled a six, so I added six, three. Oh, now. plus three. Okay, yeah, so that's hold one. Okay, so you get one of these questions. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? And this is like about Dr. Beach. Um. So I would like to find out the answer to what is being concealed here. Sure. So one of the things that you know, and maybe we'll say Addison is up here. Well, I'm torn about whether Addison, what do you think, John would have had Addison go down into the steam tunnels or would Addison be up here with Marvin and, um, and Dr. Yep. Seth Jones? Wasn't Addison pretty interested in the steam tunnels? Isn't he he was kind of leading like the search to find the plans, right? Was is that yeah, right? My interpretation yeah. of what he said was that he was wanting to go down the steam tunnels. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Okay. That I, I it seemed likely. So I see him climbing down, perhaps not as eagerly as Prima or as Jenna following Prima, but interested. So he is he is down there. The two of you are doing this. Um, so the info that you get on um, Dr. Beach is a couple fold. Um, so one of the things that some of your conspiracy theorist friends suggest that he's been concealing is a connection with RQI, um, which is Red Queen Industries, that company that you all were battling with the, the werewolves and the gentrification, the real estate ventures down in Oakland. They've been supplying um, chimpanzees and monkeys. They're involved in the illegal animal trade and they've been supplying them to the Primate Research Center. Also, Dr. Beach has been doing experiments with like prosthetic limbs, um, cyborg technologies, putting those on to um, animals. And in fact, there's a number of records that you find that go back to the ethics committee and like the chair of the ethics committee, um, Professor Clayton Holt, um, where people are, have been accusing Beach of doing like really unethical research on primates. You actually find um, like hunting and pecking around and calling folks information that shows that Dr. Beach has been Put, has been suspended. He was suspended in December. He was proposing to do things that the ethics committee would not approve in terms of research. And the indications are that he went ahead with that research anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a nice guy. Um, and also connections to your 
your old enemy um, RQI. Any other questions, things that you all want to, you know, probe or wonder in terms of the research that you're doing before we dive into the steam tunnels? Um, so is there, well, at the end of my research, can I, is there like cell phone reception or anything down in the steam tunnels? Like, is there a way to contact them or get in touch with any of, any of the, the searchers? Um, yeah, I'll allow it. Okay. So what, it, so basically what I would want to communicate with them is like, you know, the Dr. Beach was suspend is actually suspended for carrying out unethical, you know, medical research on chimpanzees or on primates at the primate center. So maybe the, the, the speculation is maybe his, you know, experiments are being conducted somewhere in, you know, in the steep tunnels or something. Yeah. Oh, 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 that's great. Because in fact, when you were looking his lab, he has two lab spaces. He has a lab space on main campus and another lab space that as you're doing this investigating work is like located in the southern part of the primate research center underground. It's like um, and looking and thinking about the steam tunnels you're like oh it's like right next to where the power center is it's like this guy was doing a little bit of questionable research and like he got lab space but it was not the best it was like way out you know way out on west campus by the primate research center next to the lat turbine the steam engine yeah like and but that's that's where it's located and now that you're thinking like connections with the steam tunnels you're like ooh, yeah right so i i send an additional there's another sentence like dr beach's you know um experimental lab was near the southern steam vents or steam steam tunnels in the private center um, those of you going into the steam tunnels, um, Prima, you guys have been going, I mean, it must be an hour or so that you've been walking down here through the steam tunnels. Um, and like the steam is everywhere. It's like, there's pressure, like air pressure pushing the steam from the west well, to the north and then to the east, like out, like this steam is being used to power mechanical things and heat things throughout campus. So you're walking through this like super damp air. Um, it is pitch black down here. Um, Prima, I'm sure you have infrared vision and are able to see. I'm wondering a little bit, Evan, like how Jenna and Addison are seeing down here like what your light source is. Would Addison be the kind of person to carry a, like a, a very small flashlight? With oh, them? 100%. Yeah, Addison's got either a small, you can tell me if it's a small flashlight or it's one of those big, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And so you, you tell me and that's what Addison will have, but he would definitely have a flashlight. I, let, uh, I had the sudden thought of, a like a collapsible flashlight that like it could be long if you if he wanted that kind of look but if he was 
in a tight situation or wanted it to be a bit more subtle, it could, you know, be smaller. Oh, sure. And I can even see him being able to screw off the top. Like normally it's just sort of a regular thing, but he could put on a bigger bulb, which would yeah, out more. So this, it's like, I mean, the steam down here is like, it's really the equivalent of, of fog that you're going through. So he's got the, the light and I guess, are you going for larger illumination, which would make it a little bit more like a lantern where everything around, you could probably see not really far, but you all would be walking in like glowing of like a three foot or maybe a six foot radius of light where it would be more like a lantern? Or do you want him to be using the beam that's gonna be pointing forward, maybe giving still at max like a 10, 15 feet of visibility, but it would be all out in front of you rather than a glow around you in a six foot diameter. Yeah, if it's if it's like if it's very much like fog, I my immediate thought would be a light source, not unlike a fog light on on an automobile. Okay, so you want to use the the beam that's projecting like ten or fifteen feet in front of you, as opposed to creating the halo effect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you've been walking around using, and you're able to navigate with that where you're seeing ahead, but you can't actually see like right around you is dark, but you're using that beam to look forward. Um, Prima, you notice, um, and you're at a tunnel and you're, the, it's hard to figure out where you are exactly right now, but it like an infrared light beam is shooting across in front of you. Um, like a beam passes in front of you guys and it's from a tunnel where you would turn to the right but it's like that beam has just come out and it like sweeps across and then it's gone you're puzzled i can see that what you thinking give me some words oh you're muted, muted. bro i just had like internet stuff so i just ugh. Let me get a little bit back into it. Um, so when we're saying infrared, we're we're like literally thinking like heat, like. Yeah, I'm thinking a little red beam of light comes across, like just spins. You see it like lighting. And the only reason you can see it coming through is because it's all like foggy and steamy down here, but it, it's lit and then it, moves across the wall and then disappears back down this other tunnel. Okay. And is it like, does it look like, like a light that's being projected from somewhere? Uh-huh. It looks like a, a okay, light. So just like the equivalent of the flashlight being, yeah, that Addison has behind you, someone mm -hmm. else. But this is just like one of, you know, like one of those, um, like a hunting rifle that would use a little. Like laser pointer. Yeah, gotcha. But it's infrared. Yes. Okay. Um, you all go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, let's follow. I'm following it. Um, you turn the corner and there are, there is like you, when you turn the corner, um, both in front and behind, like out of the smog and all are out of the steam in all sorts of different ways. 
there are a bunch of um, macaw monkeys. Um, they are screaming. They have rail guns. They have camera eyes. They look like that. Oh, and there is somewhere between five and 10 of them that are attacking the three of you. Um, well, but the other guys are behind me, right? Um, well, you've turned the corner, but they're, they're attacked. They've come behind you as well as in front of you. So it's like, there's five on you and then there's five on Addison. Yeah, and Emma. All right. Uh, I'm just going to kick their asses. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. Roll, roll a kick some ass. All right. Let's go kick some ass. Let's see, and I get a plus three. If I had been a little more forward thinking, I could have done something. But it, but also, I did not see the infrared light. So, from Jenna's yeah. perspective, there was no. There was nothing. There was there was no like. You'll get yeah. You'll get to make a move here in, in right. a second uh, in response to this. I rolled Let's an see. eight. Okay which is in seven to nine, so. Yep, um, so on uh, any success, seven or more, you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. Mm -hmm. Amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game, um, harm rating of your weapon and your enemy inflicts their attack harm rating on you. So um, these guys are using their um actually so this group the way i described it i think they're they're using their bites because they're up close um so i'm gonna do two harm intimate um yep. and I'm there are five of these yeah so they do two harm intimate to you and you've got like five monkeys that are like all around you yep that's I don't know. Okay, because Prima has armor. Okay, so what is uh, your no? She, no, she has a she has an ability, but yes, she is she is a tough cookie. Okay, so one harm to you. What what weapon did you use on them? My claws. Okay, how much damage? Two harm. Uh, only does one. They have bionic plating, so one harm to them. Um, one harm to you. Do you want to describe what happens? Or yeah, I mean, I think damage I you're think doing. A bunch of them are like jumping out, and one of them like bites on to to my arm, and I like I don't know. I guess I like get my claws out, and I like go to like stab it, and it like damages the plate but it like chinks off of it you know okay well and the little monkey like let's go but the five of these all around you like one or two of them get in and they get there's there are two bites total of one harm to you um you slam one off it clearly it sort of hurt it's like limping a little bit slower than the others like something happened to its legs these things are like cyborgs also like they've got limbs that are clearly prosthetics that have been built on they have these weird like rail guns that they're not using yet they have 
both the regular monkey eyes, but they also have like this little camera device that's like, it actually looks like, it's not even a camera device in one of their eyes. It's like their eyeball is, you know, turning, mm -hmm. rotating like a little camera eye. Um, so one harm to them, one harm to you in this steam fight. Um, Evan, you and um, our Jenna, you and Addison get to act now. I want to use some magic. Okay, sure. Spooky. And my intention is to communicate with something that does not share a language with me. Okay. And in hopes of telling them to leave and kind of like a, you know, like a, if it matters at all, a neutral tone, but we'll see what, what role I get. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do a, a use magic move here. That is a 12. A 12. All right. The magic works without issue. Choose your effect. So it's inflict harm, enchant a weapon, you know, do one thing beyond human limitations, bar a place or portal, try, you know. Um, so tell me what you want to, oh, communicate with something that you do not share language with. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I can communicate both things, I would want them, I would want to tell them to stop attacking us and show us where you came from. But if I can only do one thing, if I can only communicate one thing, stop attacking us. Well, so, and I... What does I, communication mean to you? Yeah, well, and so the use magic, so... 100% the communication with the use magic, like you're able to communicate with these bionic monkeys. Um, I'm trying to decide, I mean, this communicating is being able to say, stop attacking and they understand you're saying stop attacking, but it's not- They don't obey me necessarily. Yeah, well, and it's not necessarily a command like, no. I don't, I, I think the magic okay. being able to communicate is like you can communicate, but I don't know. That makes that sense. It, it's not like a command spell that no. makes them okay. stop attacking. So they're there, they're like screaming and monkey, they're about to jump on you and start biting. Yeah. And you start, you use magic and you're like, you know, monkey yeah. sounds and they're like ooh, 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 ooh. um okay what so let's let's talk this through so they're not attacking you're able to talk to them yeah. you don't have to do the voice i'm going to keep doing the voice because that's yeah, what go I'm ahead doing. go ahead um boy we Why do you attack us? Dr. Payne, Dr. Payne, Dr. Payne tell, tells us to, if we don't attack, then, uh, hey, let's throw a boo at him. And uh, at this point, when one goes like, hey, let's throw a boo at him, one of the other ones that's further away um, 
poops in its hand, puts the poop in the rail gun and shoots you. Jenna, you get hit with a piece of poop um, like in, actually you don't get hit with a piece of poop. Addison gets hit with a piece of poop. So you'll remind me later that John has taken one damage from uh, monkey poo. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, why are you so, we're dying with, Dr. Payne makes us attack you. If we don't, if we don't attack you, Dr. Payne sees I'm going to skip back here really quickly. I want May. Well, you know what? We've got three minutes and I know Lillian said she had to depart at five 30. Um, those of you outside the tunnels have gotten down. Maybe it's like by the West village. You can tell me if it's on, if it's in West Davis or if it's actually in the West village on the campus where you found the other tunnel actually i'm going to tell you it's in west village and it's going to connect with the main portal that runs along hutchinson the group that's being attacked that you're tracking they're being attacked but they're about a hundred yards underground at this point in time and you found a tunnel where you could get down to them um i don't know if you know that they're being attacked um but you are above them and i think we will start in the middle of the battle next time um with this i don't know lillian and clara anything to add or do at the end that might change it or influence how i'm thinking about stuff not particularly okay. i'm okay for us to plop down in the middle of the battle next time yeah 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 you guys could head on down yep. there um thanks for the audience yeah good stuff all right we are ending there um meg i don't know if dr seth jones is joining us again in the future or if saying so long to uh in the hospital if you ever come back again you have a character character thank you guys for letting me play with you today yeah no this is so fun it's good to see you again Bye. Good see you guys. Bye. 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 All right. What you doing? Making guacamole. All right. Making guac. End of Monster of the Week. Making some guacamole. Um, so that was a pretty good adventure. We found out a little bit more about... Um, the trouble that is brewing in Davis, the, the monkey attacks and connections with the, with the primate center. And um, we discovered that there are steam tunnels underneath the town. So um, we have some of our investigators some of the monster hunters are down that direction and there are mysterious things in the tunnel so um join us next week for episode number 11 and sorry i, I can't count episode number 12 the monkey in the toolbox and i guarantee it, it's 
a good one. All right. Thanks for listening to another House Rules Gaming podcast. Um, and we will have more Nikto 2123 for you next week.